Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome to Talk of Champions on this Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Chuck Roundsable at Spirit Chuck, the publisher of the Old Miss Spirit, where I'm the editor. We work together and a food of all three. Hey, buddy. What's happening, my friend? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I got uh, counting down to when fall camp starts and uh, got my grandson out at baseball camp. I'm fixing to go watch him play in a in a championship game and excited about that. So everything's good on my end, brother. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good. What position does he play? He plays second base and right field. Yeah. The middle infield, man. That's where the action is. Yeah. Yeah. He likes it there, but he likes the outfield too. He's, he's, he's a better hitter than he is fielder. (laughs) But you don't let him know that Chuck. Oh yeah, I do. Oh, God. Oh, no. You're one of those granddads, huh? Just give brutal honesty. You know what? I appreciate that. You're living honestly with your grandson. You're teaching him a good lesson. All right. Well, we're not here just to talk about Chuck's talented baseball playing grandson. We're also here to touch on the latest Ole Miss football topics. You've actually interviewed seven of the portal players and written stories over the last 10 days. The latest was Isaac Ukwu. You posted a number of different observations about kind of what you've learned so far. What's your biggest takeaway from all the different people you've talked to? When you talk to kids that are are mature, they're polite, they're accommodating, they're focused, they're well-spoken, they're driven, they're happy to be here. They've got to step up on, on most kids that come in here. And what we have to remember with these transfer players is they're older guys. They're 21, 22, 23 years old. So they've been there and done that. And I just think it adds a level of maturity to the roster, especially when they got the great attitudes that these young men had with me in, in the interview process. Um, I, I was, I've just been totally impressed with all seven of them uh, from a, from a personality standpoint. And if that translates into what they do on the field, uh, they're going to be tremendous additions to this roster. Speaking specifically about Zamari Walton, the transfer cornerback from Georgia Tech, Stefan Wynn, the transfer defensive lineman from Nebraska, tight end Caden Priestcorn from Memphis, linebacker Jeremiah Jean Baptiste um, from UCF, wide receiver Trey Harris, and defensive tackle Joshua Harris, and the last one, defensive end Isaac Ukwu. All decorated transfers, coveted by other schools, landed Ole Miss, I want to go through each one of them and just in like a one sentence kind of answer form, just tell me their role, what you expect out of them in 2023. That worked for you? Yeah. Well, I think Zamari Walton, he was here during the spring. I think he's going to start mm-hmm. in one corner opposite of uh, DeAndre Prince. And 
he had a lot of good battles with Jalen Knox over the spring training, and it, it was just great. I mean, it, it helped both of them. Jalen Knox would win some. Zamari would win some, and it was just great competition. I haven't seen Stephon win, but he's got uh, Power 5 experience at Alabama and at Nebraska, so he's certainly going to be, at the very least, a depth piece on the uh, defensive line. Uh, Caden Priesthorn was here in spring, and he is the prototypical uh, throwback tight end, big guy that likes to block, runs good routes, good hands. I think he's going to really enhance that position. Uh, I think he's the guy that puts his hand in the dirt, whereas Michael Trigg is probably more of a slot guy, uh, not too fond of blocking. Chris Corn will take your head off. We saw that in spring. Linebacker Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, uh, he he struggled a little bit in spring learning things, but toward the end of spring, uh, you know, it was pretty obvious that he's probably going to be one of the starting uh, linebackers, or at least in very least in the rotation. Big physical kid. Uh, once he gets going in the right direction and learns all the calls and everything, I, I think he's going to be a big asset to this team. Haven't seen Trey Harris do anything because he missed spring with a pulled hamstring, but everybody that I talked to on the inside demanding center says he's probably number one or number two of the wide receivers from a sheer talent standpoint. And I really loved talking to this kid full of just, just full of himself and, and in a humble way, uh, very confident, but you know, not, not too boastful uh, defensive Josh tackled Joshua Harris had a good spring. And in fact, he kind of, beat out Xavion Harris uh, playing first team opposite of uh, J.J. Pegues. I think both of them are going to play a lot, uh, Harris and the Harris boys. Uh, and I, I like the fact that he's he's kind of a, a an anchor in there. Defensive end Isaac Ukwa, I think I'm, I'm looking for big things out of him. I think he and Cedric Johnson are going to man that rush end. Uh, they're going to split time. And I think both of them are going to have – good years this year. So I, I was, I'm totally impressed with those guys. And not only that, these are positions that we needed help in and we need immediate help in. And I'm been skeptical about transfer uh, portal players coming in here, playing on lower level and, and stepping up to the sec. But I just got a great feeling about these seven and, 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 and few more. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Well, here's a fun exercise, just where you would put your money if you had to pick two guys to be the most impactful of the seven. There's no right or wrong answer. I think Trey Harris is, is number one, and I don't know. I think number two is between Chris Corn and, and Samari Walton, one because of the need at cornerback and two because of the need of a hand-in-the-dirt uh, tight end, and they're, they're both competent. No, I agree with that. The only reason why I wouldn't put Caden Priestcorn in the top two is because of the presence of Michael Trigg. That's why I would give Samari Walton in that respect the edge, right? Because of, of the need. You're absolutely right. Opposite DeAndre Prince, and he was here in the spring. So I would be hard-pressed to not put Zamari Walton in one of the top two. The hard choice was Trey Harris or Isaac Ukwu. Because Trey Harris, you're right. I mean, the reports from the offseason indicate that he's been one of the most, if, the, if not the most impressive physically and talent-wise this offseason. Uh, but they've got some talent in that wide receiver room. Isaac Ukwu can make the most impactful uh, just because of, like Zamari Walton, the need there. Well, the the only the only 
objection I'd have to that being is that I think Cedric Johnson and Jared Ivey are going to be the starters at the defensive ends, and it's just a matter of of how many snaps Uke was going to get it. Right. If, if you know, if I were the coaches, and I'm certainly not, I I wouldn't mind seeing him at both ends. Mm. Uh, even though I like Jamon Gordon backing up Jared Ivey, if we're in a rush situation, I'd love to see Cedric and Uke on the on the field at the same time at, at times. Yeah, I think the biggest factor there is can said stay healthy. If Cedric's on the field, no doubt about the talent. But you also, like I said, put out some other updates about the football offseason, kind of what's happening in the lead up to August camp. Almost will open fall camp practices, I think like August 3rd, 4th, or 5th, something like that. So that's typically what happens. Of all the notes, they're all important. We've been waiting to hear about Zachary Franklin, or is it Zachariah? Zach Barry and I couldn't figure that out because... He was like watching film the other day, Chuck, for one of our podcasts. We we're going to talk about uh, Zachary Franklin, and the play-by-play guy was calling him Zachariah. Is it Zachary or Zachariah? <laughs> I'm gonna call him Zachary until I'm told okay. differently. All right, good. Then I'm gonna do it too. That's probably gonna be the only thing that anybody remembers from this podcast. Is that <laughs> is it Zachary or Zachariah? But the most important thing is um, he's still awaiting word on one final class from UTSA. People you've talked to, I've heard the same thing. Very similar things. There's not going to be an issue there. Obviously, they would hope to have him in already. I don't sense any concern. And as you report on the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com and the Fleet of On 3, you're hearing kind of the same thing. I don't think there's any concern. It's not ideal, but we're still not in, okay, it's time to freak out a little bit. Yeah, and, and they they expect to hear in the next day or two, and they expect it to be good news. So I until I hear otherwise, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's in. Monatamanu is here. He's enrolled. Austin Simmons isn't here yet. The quarterback reclassifying two classes from 2025 for 2023, signing and enrolling at Ole Miss. He's not here yet. Hearing that he'll be here for August camp. And then Justin Hodges is waiting, awaiting word from the SEC about his transfer from UCF. Missed this one. Freshman defensive lineman Jamarius Brown is here and enrolled. That's a four-star in-state prospect and a stud. And I actually was asked on the message board recently, Chuck, I was like, a sleeper pick to be a big-time contributor next year, one on offense and one on defense. For me, defensively, Jamarius Brown was that answer. So that's a big one, too. But of all those updates for you, which one are you most going to be paying attention to as far as final resolution and how, how important it is for Ole Miss in 2023? Oh, obviously, Justin Hodges. Yeah. We need another corner. Um, you know, our, our track record with the SEC of getting kids – uh, waived after they've been in a little bit of trouble is not real good, and uh, I'm going to be holding my breath on that one and until he's cleared or or, or not. Uh, I, I think he will be, but I, I'm just an optimistic fool sometimes when it comes to the SEC. Of all those that Ole Miss is still waiting on, who do you have the most concern about? Justin Hodges, okay. no, no question. So you're not really worried about Franklin getting in? No, I'm not. I'm okay. Not. All right. I've just been given a lot of confidence from the people in the Manning Center I've talked to. They, they seem, I don't want to say 100%, but they, it's almost matter of fact with them. Introducing the new and improved BNA Bank mobile app. From setting transaction alerts and tracking your spending habits to managing travel plans and turning off a lost or stolen debit card. You can take care of all of it in the new BNA mobile app. At BNA Bank, we know that life moves pretty fast, and we have the mobile technology to keep up with your life on the go. BNA Bank. Local. Invested. Modern banking. Are you ready for the Grove? Because I know I am. 
So join Lane Kiffin and your Ole Miss football rebels at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium this fall for the 2023 season. Order tickets now to participate in the seat selection process and to explore seating options. Visit OleMissTix.com, OleMissTix.com, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation today, 662-915-7159. For Ole Miss football season tickets, it's time again to help lock the vault. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. What are they doing right now over there at the Manning Center? Oh, it's all... It's all uh, a lot of the coaches are on vacation, but it's all strength and conditioning under Nick Savage. Uh, and, you know, they're doing seven on seven on their own and uh, they're just getting ready to roll. I mean, conditioning and strength work and every kid is working on individual stuff that they want to improve. Like I talked to Walker Howard the other day and he said he wanted to gain 10 pounds and, uh, you know, uh, of muscle and he's, put on five or six this summer and feeling good about himself and i said well uh technically what do you want to do and he said it's all about footwork with me you know he's Mm -hmm. with him he said so uh and i think all of them have specific things they're working on this summer and hopefully they're uh achieving their goals like walker howard says he is yeah i'm gonna be honest with you save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you. Um... Ole Miss had a photographer, it's probably Josh McCoy, the in-house Ole Miss photographer, sports photographer, went out there and took pictures. They were working on the field in their jerseys, and it was the seven-on-seven on-field work. They're able to do that. They're all out there, and I'm going to be honest with you, Chuck. I see these pictures. I got the itch, man. It, it's, it feels close. It feels like we're almost there. And uh, it used to be a little bit of, oh, man, the grind. But now, as I get older, it's, oh, hell yeah, let's, like, let's cover some ball. <laughs> let's get to this, man. Like We're wasting time. Well, yeah, time. because, you know, to me – to me, June and July, as far as covering Ole Miss, is just boring. I mean, Zach Barry stays pretty busy, but yeah. uh, you know, and, and you help you you help with Zach's uh, with the recruiting, and you stay busy. Hell, I'm I'm scrambling for stories, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you've done a hell of a good job the last ten days. Like I said, talked to seven transfer players gotten quotes from each of them, written stories for them and about them on the Ole Miss spirit that you can't get anywhere else on the online community. But when you look at what they're doing in the offseason leading up to August practices, has anything changed over the course of the offseason about how you're forecasting Ole Miss to finish in 2023? Do you still feel better, worse, the same? I mean, where are you right now? 
Well, I, I actually feel a little better after talking to these portal guys. Um, but at the same time, I, I just understand that the severity of this schedule they're facing. And, um, I'm, I'm still standing with the seven, eight win season. And, you know, I think, uh, anything, anything in that range is very acceptable. And anything above that is, is a tremendous job. How much, in your opinion, have they improved from a team last year that started seven and one but was flawed and then lost five of its last six? Have they improved enough? That's a great question. I think that you have to let the season play out to figure that out. Um, but I do have a great feeling about this about these portal kids this year that I didn't really have last year. I, I mean, some of them panned out, but some of them really didn't. I, I'm really excited about these kids that. That, that they're anticipating playing major roles on this team. And we'll see. We'll just see. I think they did a good job of kind of patchworking their real neat areas. I'm with you on that. But I wanted to touch on something else before we get out of here. It's not football. But uh, the MLB draft happened over three days over the weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, I guess the first of this week then. Uh, not the weekend. But started over the weekend and Sunday. Ole Miss had four current players drafted. They're all going to sign. Jack Doherty's going to sign. Uh, and then there's some signees that they were counting on that are going to sign as well. Xander Muth is not a surprise. Neither is the other pitcher, Josh Noth. They were drafted early. They're going to sign. Cooper Pratt was surprising only because he went into the year, the first of the year, as a top 30-ranked high school prospect and projected top three-round guy. So once Ole Miss got out of the top three rounds with Cooper Pratt not being selected, Ole Miss was feeling good. And then the Brewers come in the sixth and pay him a million over slot potentially to sign. It hasn't happened officially yet, but that still looks like where it's going to be uh, ending up. You reported on that on the Ole Miss Spirit. Uh, what are your thoughts on Cooper Pratt and just the whole situation there with Ole Miss baseball, where they are with the portal? They have an obvious need void at shortstop now with Cooper Pratt. And then J.D. Urso, the transfer from the University of Tampa, he had committed, come to Ole Miss. Now he's back in the portal. He's leaving. They don't have a shortstop. Cooper Pratt, they were hoping it to be that guy. Looks like it won't be. Just for you, what's your whole takeaway about the Cooper Pratt situation? Well, you know, here's the thing. If, if This has been Cooper Pratt's lifelong dream to be a professional baseball player. And I say lifelong. He's only 17 or 18 years old. So it's his dream, and I, I don't have any problem with him signing um, – you know he's gonna he's gonna get home after all money. He's gonna get home with r roughly a million dollars, and um, in his contract, he's gonna be guaranteed five years of college. If he doesn't make it, uh, that'll be paid for. I, I just don't. You know, it's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to put my red and blue glasses on and say, "Oh, you should come to college." I'm not in his shoes. So, but I do know it leaves the baseball team in a lurch because. We got to have a shortstop, no yep. question about it. Yep. Um, now I understand there's a couple of middle infielders from Texas that are expected in here, but how good are they? We don't know. We'll see, I guess, because <laughs> it looks like the that's going to be uh, unless they can find somebody else in the portal. And I notice people are entering the portal every day, so. Uh, Hopefully we can find a shortstop. Yep, Timothy Sime, um, the returning Ole Miss middle infielder, he got into the portal. This has nothing to do with this conversation necessarily, but T.J. McCants, the veteran Ole Miss outfielder, he is transferring to Alabama, which I thought was interesting. But, hey, do your thing. And, and I agree with you about Cooper Pratt. I mean, that's hella enticing, man. If somebody put a million dollars in front of me, how many times do you say that during a day as a normal person? If I could just get a million dollars once, what I could do with it, right? 
Well, Cooper Pratt's got a yeah. million dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, people on our message board are saying, well, that's not life-changing money. Well, give it to me. It'll change my life. Shit, I'd be out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love y'all, and I love Ole Miss, and I love what I do, but a million dollars? I'll go build a shaved ice stand on the beach. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah, uh, Cooper Pratt, it's a big loss for them. While, while I don't begrudge the kid at all, it's another bit of draft heartbreak for Ole Miss baseball, and it does put them in a tough spot. Um, especially as they go about the rest of this all season trying to navigate the portal. I was curious in bringing this up, just what your thoughts are on what Ole Miss baseball coming off of last year, where they only won six SEC games, you win a national championship, the program's first ever. And honestly, you really didn't even need to do all that well, just make the postseason, and no one would have said a word, but they only won six SEC games. So obviously people are disgruntled. They're unhappy. Um, have they done enough for you so far, not just in the portal, but with the draft, and they're getting back Xavier Rivas, which is a big deal. They're counting on Grayson Sanye. They're counting on JT Quinn to be a stud. So the pitching isn't as far off. Hunter Elliott's supposed to be back at some point. They have some position players they're excited about, but have they done enough? No, they never do enough. Right. I mean, but but some of it's not their fault. I mean, uh, it's all about money now, Ben, and, and uh, I'm not sure we have enough enough money to compete against Marucci at LSU, the, the people at Tennessee that have decided they want national championships in baseball and Florida uh, played in the, you know, the, the championship series against LSU. It, it's, it's a tough league. And I, listen, nobody's more disappointed than Mike Bianco. I mean, sure. you think we're hurting over six and 24, uh, he, he's physically ill over it. You know he is. I mean, well, we've been around this guy for two decades. Uh, he's got his strengths. He's got his weaknesses. We don't, we're not denying any of that. Um, he, and he knows more than anybody he's got to win this year. So have they done enough? They've, they've done what they can, but is it enough? I don't know. We'll see. Is it sufficient enough? Or like, how would you grade it so far? That's more fair. I would still say, even considering Cooper Pratt losing him, getting some hits like that, I still think that Andrew Fisher is an absolute stud. He was a player everybody wanted in the portal. They love Trayson Hughes, the outfield transfer from Mercer. On and on, there's some guys they really, really like. They're not done. I would still say, even losing Cooper Pratt, I would give them a good B. I don't know if B's good enough to turn 6-24 and 24 back into another national championship run, but a B is still nothing to like scoff at. Well, that's your problem, though. A B's not good enough in the SEC. Let's, yes. let's, be, let's just be honest about Absolutely it. Absolutely right. You yep. got Arkansas, LSU, uh, Florida, Tennessee. Those people are serious about baseball. Serious. Yep. I mean, Mississippi State's serious about baseball. Alabama's become serious about baseball. I mean, it, it's it, this is a landmine league, and you better be on – a B game isn't good enough. A B game is six and twenty-four again. So you know we got we got to get to the A. Yeah, I think a B in the Big Twelve would be fine, <laughs> but like a B in the SEC yeah. and And I think to get to an A, they need another impact bat and another impact arm in whatever way, in whatever form. It doesn't have to necessarily at be, least. Yeah, at, at least. least. And at I think least. if you get That's... those, you're getting in the A territory. You're still going to have a lot of question marks, but you can start to see the path. I just feel like they're still very much incomplete. And while they've done pretty darn good, considering they still need to get some things done if Ole Miss fans are going to feel better. I think that's well, a fair way to put it. The one, thing I, the one thing I do pat them on the back about is they brought in a lot more left-handed pitching. Mm. Now, how, how good is it? We don't know, but 
I mean, there's been there's been years here recently when we we had one left-handed pitcher on the whole roster. We've seen we've seen what left-handed pitchers can do. Um, they're they're tough when they when they're good. Hunter Elliott is an example. I think Rivas is going to be good. Yeah, we need to talk about that a little bit. Like Xavier Rivas coming back is a big deal. I mean, he's you can yeah. go ahead and write him in, even if he doesn't stay there the whole time, because maybe somebody steps up like a Grayson Sonia and takes his place. For now, when you don't have a lot of known commodities, you know you can pencil him in right now somewhere on the weekend rotation and be okay. Yeah, and that's a big deal. Yeah. And they didn't have that. They thought yeah. they were going to lose him. Ethan Leger, like, where is Ethan Leger going to go now? So that's a bat in year two, a veteran bat that you can put in the middle of the order, and you expect him to be better. He's not going to be the same player he was last year. The kid from Coastal Carolina is big. Exactly the, right. The left-hander. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's a – listen, I've talked to some people up there, and I'm not going to say who, but I think you could guess who I've talked to. And uh, It's not rocket science, guys. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> He told me he he told me he's a tremendous prospect. Said he hadn't reached his potential yet, but he he's got a lot of ability in that left arm. Yeah, and it's like Kendall Rogers, national guys covering college baseball will tell you, everybody in the country wanted that guy. So you have to give yeah. Ole Miss credit for a guy like that. They, they're doing right. work. It's just the hits have been tough as well, so they still have work left to do. That's right. But yeah. but listen, the bottom the bottom line is that. Football and, and basketball got to the NIL fund, the Gove Collective first, and they spent an awful lot of money. And, and we're trying to uh, figure out a way to prudently to uh, spend the rest on baseball or whatever baseball needs. And, you know, they've accommodated them on most kids, but there's been two or three kids they, they hadn't been able to match. So we'll see how it goes from here. And that's a really good point as we close this thing out. In football, they had to make choices as well. They could have gotten Keon Coleman. They could have gone above like Florida State did, the number that was originally the number, and paid him whatever it took. But as Walker Jones told me not too long ago on this podcast here on Talk of Champions, wherever you get your podcast, just simply search Talk of Champions. And when you do, leave a five-star review. What Walker Jones said was, our goal as the Grove Collective is to be competitive in every recruiting pursuit. It's not to necessarily sign the biggest check. And all but two of the transfers, and almost added 20 in football in the offseason, all but two of them took less money to sign at Ole Miss, right? So just because Ole Miss doesn't get the big balling transfer third baseman from Alabama, uh, they got Andrew Fisher, who's going to be a stud, plus the lefty from Coastal Carolina. The prudency with the money through the Grove Collective is why you're seeing this more selective process. And Ole Miss didn't get Keon Coleman, and Ole Miss fans were disappointed. But they turn around and got Zachary or Zachariah Franklin. We still haven't determined that. And that's all people are going to remember from this. But they got Zach, you know, Zachary Franklin. So same thing with baseball. I think it's once the, the dust has settled and we've seen the, like, the finality of it and see where they are, what, what all they've gotten, that's when we can make a real judgment. Well, we all agree they've taken some tough hits, but they've done some good work too. We've got to acknowledge that. And there's work left to be done. That's all I'm saying. That's right. That's exactly right. Chuck gets it. He's Chuck Ronswell, the publisher of the Ole Miss Spirit, at Spirit Chuck on Twitter. Spirit Chuck on the Spirit as well. Always dropping good tidbits, and lately just every single transfer Ole Miss has gotten, Chuck is apparently going to talk to and have a story on the Ole Miss Spirit. So you want to get over there, because only at the Ole Miss Spirit can you read these stories. Hey, let me ask you one question before you get out of here. I've been telling Riley for her softball game, since now you have experience with your grandson, I was going to get like her jersey made for myself, my big stupid ass. Uh, put her name on it, put her number on it. She seems a little embarrassed by it. What is your take on this? I think she should be embarrassed by it. 
I think it's a terrible idea. That's what I needed to hear. I needed the truth. <laughs> hey, but you can't knock my enthusiasm for loving and, and supporting my kids. I know, but you can't. You yeah. can't. You can't. Yeah. You can call a spade a spade. Yeah, that's exactly about right. the dirtiest things you could do. Thank you. I needed that. Because, see, that's how you know Chuck is a good friend. Always be honest. He gave me the that's hard right. truth. Hey, Ben, your stupid fat ass does not need to be walking out there in a solid pink New Albany Angels jersey. You're right. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, my friend. Uh, see you, buddy. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.